HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons, third-generation cure masters producing the country's best dry-cured and aged hams, bacon, and sausage. For more information, visit edwardsvaham.com. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Japanese. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from a studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every deli and supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi ramen izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I'll try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And my guest today is Saori Kawano, who is the founder and the president of Korean Japanese Trading Corporation, which sells Japanese knives and tableware through wholesale and at her cool shop in Korean, uh, called Korean in Tribeca. And she's also the founder of the Gohan Society, a non-profit organization which promotes culinary and cultural exchange between the U.S. and Japan. Hello and welcome to the show. So um, most chefs in New York have Japanese knives nowadays, and uh, they say that is a result of your hard work to educate them. So first, uh, how did you get into the knife business? I got into knife and tableware business in 1982 because growing up in Japan, I always had a passion for traditional Japanese products. So when I moved to New York City in 1978 and saw that the prof, uh, Western chefs uh, did not have Japanese knives and a tableware, uh, so that that's why I thought uh, I can introduce very good Japanese tablewares and knives. Right. Yeah. Okay, but I would imagine it was not easy to sell Japanese knives here 30 years ago. And what was the biggest challenge? Our biggest challenge was uh, Japanese knives. Even the shape is uh, Western style. The um, uh, usage is. Uh, totally different and uh, the western chefs are rocking the knives uh, when they cut but the Japanese chefs don't rock, uh, rock the knives when mm -hmm. they cut so the blade shape and 
and thinness. It's very delicate. The Japanese knives are,、uh, are made to use in a very, for very fine cutting.、Mm, so、right. I had a lot of claims and returns and complaints, <laughs> and it was a really nightmare. It's broken already. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> so I tried to. Introduce and uh, uh, educate uh, uh, to the Western chefs、uh, by making English brochures,、mm -hmm. but it didn't、uh, work well. Okay, first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I kept making it,、uh, more pages of catalogs、mm -hmm. by introducing how the Japanese craftsmen are making Japanese knives、mm -hmm. and who are uh, uh, admiring Japanese、uh, knives.、Okay. Like、such a very famous chef, John George,、mm -hmm. uh, Chef Daniel, they loved Japanese knives.、Mm -hmm. So I asked those、uh, highly active. Claimed the chefs、mm. to talk about the Japanese knives,、wow. and it worked. That's a good strategy. <laughs> But sounds like you said earlier, you know, the Japanese chefs don't look at their hands when they cut things. So it sounds like it's a part of their hands. Yes,、um, the chef always says that. Knives are an extension of the hands. Oh my god.、Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. And、uh, I mean, Japanese knives are not only extremely functional, but also a form of art, I think. And it took centuries to get there. So, what is the history of Japanese knives? We can trace the history of Japanese knives back more than 1200 years to the traditional samurai sword makers. But After World War II, samurai sword making were banned. So, sword makers turned their skills to making all knives of chef's knives. Today, professional chefs and serious amateur chefs use Japanese knives in their kitchens because they want the same high level of craftsmanship and materials that went into those ancient. Samurai sword.、Mm. Right. If you can kill people, you can cut fish very well. <laughs> That's the <laughs> <Yes> . reason. <laughs> <Right> . Okay. And、um, yeah, and,、uh, so the, there are a couple different regions I heard in、uh, knife making in Japan. So, yes.、Uh, there are two major regions in Japan that produce,、uh, produce knives. Traditional Japanese knives, like the Yanagi, that the long, thin blades. The, the long, bla uh, long uh, blade knife that you see the sushi chefs are slicing fish in your favorite the sushi bar.、Mm -hmm. Right, the yanagi means、mm -hmm. a willow, so it's like、yeah. a very yes. smooth, yes, right, long very,、blade. yes, very not all smooth and a long one. And、uh, it's just、uh, slicing、mm -hmm. the filet.、Mm -hmm. Right, so it's called the sashimi. Yes, uh, right. the, many people say sashimi knife,、mm -hmm. and those traditional Japanese knives are made in、uh, Sakai City in、mm -hmm. Osaka.、Right. And、uh, there's a Western, Jap Western style Japanese knives.、Mm -hmm. um, usually, most of the Western kitchens or American home chefs are using at home. These are made in Seki City in、mm -hmm. Gifu Prefecture. Okay, so it sounds like、uh, Sakai has longer history. Yes,、yeah. uh, the both cities has a long history. It's just the, uh, their specialty was uh, uh, different from the beginning.、Mm -hmm. The Gasakai city has a、uh, uh, long history since the、uh, 15th century. 
and they started making、uh, tobacco、oh. knives.、Oh, that came and from also Portuguese, Portuguese people、yes. holding tobacco leaves and then. Yes, and, and、uh, like、uh, Sakai City has a canal, so、mm. they are very active for trade.、Mm. Okay, yeah, I heard the, the Lord、uh, who preferred. Tobacco, the thing cut, cut in、yeah. tobacco leaves. So、uh, they、uh, granted a kind of、uh, craftsman some special seal、yeah. for good knife makers. And、uh, um, they had a good, uh, uh, good location, and also they started making gun from、mm. Portuguese. They copied a gun.、Right. So then, as they started making tobacco knives and the gun, all the craftsmen. Uh, started gathering to Sakai City. That's、uh-huh. why when、uh, we talk about the highest quality professional Japanese knives,、mm. Sakai City is the number one、okay. uh, city. Yeah, I found the statistics that、uh, 90% of professional chef knives are made in Sakai. Yes. So it's yes. amazing.、Mm-hmm. Right. So, what is the process of knife ma- making?、Uh, There's about 23 different uh,、um, uh, steps on, on the processing. Wow, 23. <laughs> <laughs> But、uh, basically, there's uh, like a four,、um, four craftsmen, it's、uh, a teamwork.、Mm-hmm. Uh, at the beginning, blacksmith、mm-hmm. makes the body from a raw material,、mm-hmm. and uh, uh, sometimes uh, they, uh, they uh, combine two different.、Uh, Uh, steels、mm-hmm. into one, like a soft iron、mm-hmm. with a steel to put together.、Mm-hmm. Or、um, sometimes the higher quality knives are made only by steel, only.、Mm-hmm. So it's a very hard and rigid, so there's no flexibility at all.、Mm-hmm. So after blacksmith made the body, it goes to Blade making craftsman、mm, to, to someone else, completely yes, different,、uh, completely different、person. in the same area. It's a teamwork, so it's just a walking distance. After lunch, bring two blade making craftsman, and、uh, then blade making craftsman start making the angle to make the edge,、mm. then uh, uh, finish the. Complete、uh, blade.、Mm-hmm. Then、uh, it goes to handle making craftsman.、Mm-hmm. Then、uh, after handle making craftsman, there's a saya leaves. Like,、mm-hmm. It's a, like a wooden cover、okay. uh, to protect the blade.、Mm-hmm. So they're basically four different craftsmen.、Mm-hmm. Makes one night. Wow. Well, I'm sure with all the family, each of the, you know, the craftsman's family lasted for centuries. Yes. And they have family relationships. Yeah, it's、almost. a family business usually.、Mm-hmm. It's generation to generation, they pass on their special skills and knowledge.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So usually one person only does one part. So、yes. even still now. Even still now. Even、uh, among、uh, blacksmiths, Some blacksmiths mix only yanagi, the sashimi knife. Oh, wow. <laughs> And some mix only deba, like a, like a butchering knife.、Mm. There's a three different kinds of traditional Japanese knives.、Uh, uh, deba, it's a butchering knife.、Mm-hmm. And yanagi, the sashimi knife,、mm-hmm. a slicing knife. And、uh, usuba, it's、mm-hmm. a vegetable peeling、right. or dicing knife. Okay, so、yes. I'm going to ask you later about the details、sure. and you know, when people want to buy it. So, so these are the two, three main ones. Yes. And so each family, one family is specialized in、yes. usuba or yanagi.、Yes. Right. 
It's amazing. Yes, and that usually the high, highest level craftsmen team up. Mm-hmm. Or like a, it's just, it's very interesting mm-hmm. that to make one highest quality knives, you need the highest ranking mm-hmm. craftsman's team, okay. or middle range, or beginner's range. Mm-hmm. So all the team have to be in the same level. Mm-hmm. Wow, that sounds like uh, the top team can. Yes. Yes. You know, the knives are really expensive. And yes. <laughs> they, wow, it's amazing. So, um, and I also heard this, this process is so time-consuming. And uh, I heard even, like, the top, you know, knife companies can only produce 10 to 12 knives per day. Yes. That's very few. Very few. Yes. So, so, so the, the price is expensive, but after you see all the processing mm-hmm. and, and the time and the efforts, mm. you can't feel it's expensive. Mm. You feel maybe honored to yes. have one of those. Right. But um, I heard that the number of uh, knife craftsmen is seriously declining. Yes, yeah. uh, the average age of a craftsman in Sakai City is around the 70. Okay, wow. Yes, so there are... Um, we don't want to say dying craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I've been working hard to introduce this mm-hmm. um, uh, special uh, artisanal work to overseas mm-hmm. customers. If uh, we have a market, uh, next generation, mm-hmm. younger generation will be very uh, uh, interested into mm-hmm. this. Uh, goes into this uh, uh, field. Mm-hmm. How many are they? Right now? About uh, 50 craftsmen. Wow. That's it. Only 50? <laughs> Only 50 craftsmen in Sakai City. Mm-hmm. And uh, to make a real highest quality knives, mm-hmm. only around the five. Mm-hmm. So they're wow. all in 70 to 80s. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. So, I mean, they considering Sakai knives... Um, producing 90% of professional knives, they must be really hardworking. And so, <laughs> and, uh, nowadays, popularity is in overseas mm-hmm. requires so many orders mm-hmm. are coming to Sakai City, mm-hmm. so they can't catch up. Sometimes six months are waiting, mm-hmm. one year waiting. Right, wow. Yes. So I remember one time I went to Kyoto and there was a famous knife store. Ah, yes. And uh, Alan Ducasse was purchasing yes. a couple of different Everyone knives. Everyone goes there <laughs> because it's in a very nice uh, fish market. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's a very nice uh, store. You, you can see the beautiful knives and mm-hmm. uh, uh, handcrafted uh, kitchen utensils and mm-hmm. uh, copper pans and uh, uh, pots. Right. Yes. And they carve uh, your name. Yes. <laughs> it's, almost, it's better than the handwriting. It's just like carving into Yes, carving into <laughs> knives. <laughs> right. uh, I forgot, um, uh, not only for craftsmen, mm-hmm. the uh, name carving craftsmen is oh. very important. Right. At the final stage, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, carve uh, a knife brand mm. S- or customer's name. Right. Yeah, so yeah. five, five craftsmen's teamwork. Yes. Right. Yeah, it really makes sense because it's such a precious, almost like a jewelry or something. Yes. Right. Okay, so the reason that they nobody wants to succeed um, that craftsmanship because it's too hard to remember, like memorize everything, train yourself. It's like an old ancient practice. Yes. That's why they don't, people, young people don't want to do it. Or? Uh, I think um, it's a really very hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, blacksmiths mm-hmm. uh, forged the uh, one knife 
from a raw material mm-hmm. um, to, to complete the body. More than 300 uh, pounding mm. by hammers wow. by hand. Wow. Yes, and uh, you have to sit in front of fire,、oh, in front、right. of a kiln. You have to watch the fire,、mm. and the fire temperature、uh, changes as、uh, ty- uh, temperature changes, fire color changes.、Mm. So you have to like,、uh, really、uh, watch the fire, but、right. it's、uh, really. Hard work,、right. and it's not、uh, really so financially rewarded com- compared to the、mm. other, like、uh, ID、mm. or、uh, banking or、mm. financial.、Right. So, only if they are recognized、mm-hmm. by overseas customers、mm. uh, for their artisanal work,、mm-hmm. they'll be very um, ins- um, motivated.、Right. But、uh, otherwise, if no one is interested in They don't want to really take over p l a z a s very hard work. Right.、Yeah. I think you might have extended their craftsmanship、uh, life maybe like 10 years already after your hard work. <laughs> 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 right. Yes. So, right. But it's amazing. I, I saw a kind of video to show、uh, the knife hammering. Yes. It's not like heavy or big, you know, orange, sparkling orange color to,、yes. you know, ashy dark. And then you do it over and over again. Over and over again, like three, around the 300 times.、Wow. By hammering this uh, uh, blade,、mm-hmm. it, it's uh, purifying、mm. the uh, blade、okay. uh, material. And the、uh, blade cell b e c o m e much more finer、mm. so that、uh, when you cut the ingredients,、mm. uh, you, you cut without、uh, stressing,、mm-hmm. like、uh, cutting the butter.、Mm. And、um, the sharpness stays very、mm. long, much、okay. longer than the other,、uh, like a German or French knives,、mm. because steel is very, very hard. Okay. Right, so the grain is smaller, just cohesive、yeah. to each other. Yes. Right, very tight. Okay. And、uh, so there are different kinds of Japanese mice, but typically I heard it is a one sided and then two sided difference. Yes. yes.、Uh, traditional Japanese knives are made、um, uh, one sided blade.、Mm-hmm. So one side is completely flat,、mm-hmm. the other side has a very steep angle.、Mm-hmm. So it's a single sided blade.、Mm-hmm. That's why. The, when you cut the ingredients,、mm-hmm. the blade is very super steep.、Mm-hmm. So there's almost no,、uh, no angle to getting to the ingredients,、mm-hmm. so there's no resistance. No,、right. no resistance. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Right. And、uh, I mean, the large surface, straight surface touches the food, so、yes. like the fish, the sashimi gets prettier. Yes. And, and the shinier. shinier. Right. Yes.、Uh, yes. Interesting. Yes. Right. And、uh, the backside is slightly concave, so I heard if it doesn't stick.、Ah, yes. Yes. Ah, Akiko-san, you know very well. Because <laughs> I eat a lot of sashimi. <laughs> <laughs> right. So,、um, so the, also the, you know, some Japanese knives have, like I said earlier, soft metal and hard metal. Yes. Combined. Yes. So, soft one is.、Uh, um, Good for shock, g- yes. going against the shock. Yes,、uh, soft iron gives you flexibility.、Mm. But the hard one,、uh, it's a hard steel,、mm-hmm. the virgin steel,、mm. will give you the hardness. So by com- combining two different methods,、mm. you get the hard blade because this、uh, hard steel 
goes only to the edge,、mm-hmm. and the body is a soft iron. Okay. So it gives you flexibility yet the very、uh, sharp、mm-hmm. edge with a,、um, like a longer sharpness. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Great. All right. So now let's take a quick break here. And、uh, when we come back, we'll talk about different kinds of Japanese knives. Okay. Thank、so、you. Please stay with us. Full service. The following program was brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards and Sons. Edwards Suriano hams are aged to perfection for no less than 400 days and hickory smoked to achieve a deep mahogany color. The Edwards name is well known for its world class aged and cured meats. Their exclusive curing and aging recipe produces a unique flavor profile that enhances the quality characteristics of Berkshire pork. Optimum amounts of pure white fat marbling contribute to a flavor that's a delicate, perfect balance between sweet and salty. For more information, visit edwardsvaham.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Saori Kawano, who is the founder and the president of Korean Japanese Trading Corporation and the founder of the Gohan Society, a nonprofit organization which promotes culinary and cultural exchange between the US and Japan. So,、um, are there many different types of Japanese knives? You mentioned you know, earlier、uh, deba, sashimi, usuba. So,、yes. do you、uh, tell us about you know, different kinds and what, how it's used?、Oh. Uh, in Japanese knives?、Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah,、uh, mm-hmm. right, or, so you said typically,、mm-hmm. uh, yeah, typically three. three kinds.、Mm-hmm. Um, uh, besides these, they are all very interesting, specific、uh, purpose knives, like、uh, unagi eel knives. Okay, so let's、yeah. start to go back to the, the you、yes. know, sorry, I forgot which、sure. one is the、uh, three, top three. Debar, <laughs> yeah, Debar,、mm-hmm. Yanagi's sashimi knife,、mm-hmm. and、uh, Usuba, the vegetable knife. Okay,、yes. so sometimes the, we, we say knives, but、uh, in Japanese it's hojo or bojo,、yes. right? So sometimes we say Deba knife, but Deba bojo. Deba bojo,、right? yes. Okay, so Deba is for. Deba is、uh, the butchering knife.、Mm. So, if you have a whole fish, you chop, chop,、uh, mm-hmm. chop, like a butcher the head,、right. and uh, open a, like a fish body,、mm-hmm. and uh, uh, cut into three different pieces, and、uh, remove the bone from the meat.、Mm. Yeah. So, it's a thicker looking, and you can use、thicker. the weight of the knife to、yes. cut open. Yes, thicker, and the shape is like a triangular angular、okay. shape.、Right. Yes, and, Thicker, heavier, and also there's、uh, all different sizes of deba knives because fish sizes are all different from、mm-hmm. a small, like a snapper,、mm-hmm. or even smaller than snapper to a、uh, tuna fish.、Mm-hmm. So the, there's a, a very a va- a variety of、uh, sizes in,、uh, mm-hmm. of deba knives. Right. So you can find a good one even for pork, for American chefs, pork butchering, or 
That's ah. big. It's maybe too big. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. All right. Let's stick with the fish. Yeah. Right. And you said the second one. Uh, second one is a yanagi. We call yanagi because the shape is like a widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's a, a fillet slicing knife. Mm-hmm. So you cut only the fillet. Mm-hmm. So the uh, blade is very thin mm-hmm. and a very narrow and a very long. Like uh, most popular size is 11 inches mm-hmm. to 12 inches long. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you cut the sashimi, you cut in one stroke. Okay. You don't go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cut in one stroke. That's why uh, sushi chef or Japanese chef need a very long knife. Right. Yeah. Because if you go back and forth, it gets a little ugly yes. on the surface. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. By the way, this uh, sashimi knife, I heard, I found a little crazy story. So, uh, sashimi knife is called uh, Tokobiki in Kanto, ah, yes. where Tokyo is. <laughs> yes. And uh, Kansai Yanagiba. Yes. It's, uh, you know, the willow shape, yes. Yanagiba in Kansai. Yes. And the shape is different. Um, and, you know, the Japanese, or the, uh, sorry, the Tokobiki, the Kansai one, uh, Kanto one in the Tokyo area, uh, the head is square. Yes. And it's not as sharp as uh, Kyoto one because the Tokyo people back then, it's called the Edo people, were very quick to pick a fight. Yes. So it was designed not to be useful hurting other people. Ah, <laughs> that I, don't I didn't know. <laughs> I don't need to say. <laughs> but the takobiki, tako in Japanese is octopus. Mm-hmm. Some people thought, ah, oh, it is a. Uh, the knife for cutting octopus? Mm. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is uh, just the name. Oh. Uh, name. Um, and uh, the the chefs who uh, who got uh, training in like, uh, Tokyo or Kanto area, Tokyo mm. area, they always stick with the knives they uh, like uh, trained. Okay. Like uh, your uh, uh, boss, boss mm. chef, give okay. you the takobiki or the others mm. like uh, Tokyo style and the Kyoto style uh, Kansai style is shape is different mm. so uh, uh, I've been seeing the chefs who's buying Tokyo style knives I, I can assume oh they are trained in mm. Tokyo if uh, the chefs are using uh, Kyoto or Kansai right. knives are these chefs are trained in Kyoto, yes, right. and they never change. Once wow. they uh, um, uh, started using mm. this, mm. they stay. Because you really have to have the skill yes. to properly use that knife. And uh, even uh, sashimi slicing knife, mm. takobiki is just a straight st- straight cut down. Mm-hmm. It's not the like, uh, slicing, mm. it's a cut down. Okay. And, uh, Yanagi sashimi knife is uh, slicing by one stroke. Mm. So how to cut is also different. Right. Motion is different. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so I also heard oh the 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 next one the third one sorry yes. the ah. <laughs> uh, usuba mm-hmm. usuba is um, a vegetable knife. Uh, mm-hmm. You can peel and dice and and slice and uh, uh, Kanto or Tokyo style usuba is a uh, like a rectangular shape. Mm. And a Kyoto or Osaka Kansai style is a, a little rounder and a pointier. Mm. And uh, Usuba is the most popular Japanese traditional knives for French chefs or mm. Western chefs. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, uh, uh, Western chefs don't cut the sashimi, mm. but they do cut a lot of vegetables. Oh, okay. And uh, it's a super sharp. Mm. And uh, you can 
uh, cut thin slice, like a see-through oh, wow. thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why the most popular uh, traditional Japanese knives for Western chefs are mm. Usuba, the vegetable knife. Okay. Yes. Right. It sounds like really versatile. Even you can use it here in America for oh, yes. a lot of chefs. Yes. Right. Okay. And uh, also heard that the Western-style two-sided knives uh, exist in Japan, too. Yes. So, But I heard it is a difference. Between yes. Like uh, uh, Western knives, like a German or uh, French knives, are 50-50 uh, uh, side. Mm-hmm. The both sides equally. Mm-hmm. Like a V-shape. Yes. And the Japanese Western-style knives are 30-70 ratio. Mm-hmm. So it's still uh, the both-sided, but mm-hmm. the, the ratio is 30-70. Mm-hmm. So angle is steeper. Right. Than, so it's a, yes. it's a asymmetrical. Yes. Right. Interesting. And then wh- why do they do that? Why? Because uh, 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 Japanese cuisines are Basically, a lot of uh, requires a lot of cutting and uh, slicing. Mm. So even though the Japanese chefs uh, are cooking Western cuisine, mm. they do need uh, very sharp knives. Mm. To make the very sharp knives, the edge has to be steeper mm. and, and thinner. Right. So probably it's based on kaiseki cuisine where seasonal yes. ingredients are most beautifully presented. Yes, right. yes. Okay, right. and uh, how do you take care of Japanese knives? It sounds like it's very delicate, and do you have any special care? Uh, um, sounds very like uh, too much work, mm-hmm. but actually very easy. If you are a professional chef, end of the day, uh, every day, end of the day, you just uh, uh, sharpen for three minutes. Mm. If you are a home chef, I don't sharpen for one year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cooking so much. So only when I feel like, oh, my knife got so dull, mm. you can feel. Right. Then I will sharpen a little bit. Okay. But uh, if you feel uh, dull, like my knife, mm. then you need maybe 20, 30 minutes okay. uh, uh, sharpening to get the uh, sharpness back. Mm. And, and you need uh, the stone. stones. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, a Western, uh, traditional Western uh, way of sharpening uh, the chefs or home chefs are using steel. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, we use stones. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, three basic stones, um, rough mm-hmm. to get the, like a blade back mm-hmm. and a medium mm-hmm. for everyday sharpening and also fine stone for just the finishing and uh, smoothing out the uh, edge. Mm. And, right. Like mm. you said earlier, it's a part of the chef's hands. So. Yes, yes. And at um, the end of the day, if you are a professional chef, uh, you need to think about tomorrow's menu mm. and uh, you need to think about today's work. And his sharpening knife is a very good uh, 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 medici- meditation time. Wow. Yeah. It, it's a very, very relaxing time mm. for five minutes, three minutes. Mm. Don't think about anything else. Right. And just focus on sharpening the mm. knife. So it's a very peaceful moment. Mm. And you can feel the same if even you are home chef. Mm. You can enjoy. And sometimes one story, mm. <laughs> one customer mm. called me and said, oh, I really enjoy 
sharpening the knives. I sharpen four or five hours. It's a home <laughs> sharpen. I said, mm, this is uh, impressive, but don't sharpen too long because you lose your blade so fast. <laughs> Maybe you should walk in the temple instead. <laughs> right. Okay. And um, so you sell Japanese knives at your retail store, yes. available to yes. everybody. Yes. Right? So how many types of knives do you sell? Yeah, we have uh, 17 brands. And na- uh, by nine different makers, okay. including including our house brand, mm. and we carry over five hundred different knives, wow. uh, different type of knives and uh, sizes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, what's the price range? Price range is uh, from uh, less than one hundred dollars, like mm-hmm. seventy, eighty dollars, mm-hmm. to unlimited, right. <laughs> like a to. Like a twelve thousand dollar, mm-hmm. sometimes twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollar. Chef Morimoto's knife is twenty thousand dollars. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so price is varied, but mm-hmm. the average, most popular price range is one hundred dollar to three hundred dollar. Mm. And um, I can say maybe hundred fifty dollar range mm-hmm. is the really really most uh, popular mm-hmm. price range, and uh, we do import directory mm-hmm. from right. maker and the selling directory mm-hmm. so our price is very very reasonable right yes. and uh, actually my mother has mm-hmm. a very I think it's a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. uh, when she got married yes and she still has it ah yes yes, yes. and it's working so well too mm-hmm. so yes. it's a good investment I yes think. Uh, think about the when when you go to the restaurant uh, if you go to high-end restaurant for two two person you use you spend you spend so much money, uh, three hundred dollar, mm-hmm. five hundred dollar for mm-hmm. two at the high end restaurant. But knife, once you buy, it's uh, like a, it's yours for the rest of your life almost. Right. Yeah. So and then probably you cook more at home. Yes. Good <laughs> <laughs> motivation, save money too. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, at, you, at the coin, um, I mean, you have a wholesale too. Yes. But. Uh, do you, have, do you have any regular public customers, like regular consumers? Ah, buy? There's so many. Mm. Like uh, in our system, we have about uh, fifty thousand accounts, mm-hmm. uh, including like um, uh, end user customers or mm. restaurants and overseas and mm. all included. About the fifty thousand wow. accounts. How do I know? Is um, uh, uh, because we are. Uh, Sending mass email mm-hmm. uh, newsletters mm-hmm. twice a month, mm-hmm. so uh, we always count how many accounts mm-hmm. we are sending. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it sounds like it's not just for chefs anymore. No, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's so many serious home chefs mm-hmm. are so into professional mm-hmm. uh, uh, kitchen tools and uh, knives and tablewares. Mm-hmm. Right. So, out of uh, many types, uh, what is your recommendation for beginners? Uh, beginners Japanese? for knives. Like, um, I always recommend around the hundred dollar uh, Western style Japanese knives, mm-hmm. uh, 30-70 ratio. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, still very sharp, but mm-hmm. easy to maintain, and um, uh, it's so enjoyable mm-hmm. to to cut mm-hmm. things and. Uh, 
it's beautiful. Right. Yeah. You can see the, the difference. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. And, uh, um, you know, Santoku, I heard uh, yes. that was the most versatile. Yeah, Santoku is a very, uh, it's a still Western style Japanese knives, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a very old fashioned, mm-hmm. uh, traditional Japanese style knives. Mm-hmm. Santoku means a three purpose knife mm-hmm. or, or all purpose knife. Mm-hmm. You can use for meat, fish, vegetables, mm-hmm. or anything. Right. Yes. So, and it came, uh, I heard it's after, you know, the Japan opened the country after 200 years of closed countries. So the meat came in to Japan yes. and people started to develop that two-sided Western style knives. Yes. Santoku was uh, one of them? I yes, think. Santoku was one of them. There was uh, like, uh, uh, we changed from uh, Edo period to Meiji mm-hmm. uh, period, to maybe 1868. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, finally, uh, we started eating meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> right. um, okay, so uh, let me ask you about uh, the Gohan Society. Yes. Right. So you, you two, 2006, you founded the, this non-profit organization yes. to foster U.S.-Japan culinary and cultural exchange. Yes. And you have organized multiple exchange programs for chefs, food journalists, and other individuals. So how, why did you start this organization? Yes, I. Uh, why I started the Gohan Society was um, uh, through Corinne's business experience. Mm-hmm. I started uh, uh, um, uh, uh, selling the product to Japanese restaurants or Asian restaurants, and uh, around the 1990 or 1991, I started. Um, uh, uh, selling to the Western restaurant like uh, John George or the other uh, high-end hotels or restaurants, and then I saw there's no no interaction between Japanese chefs and Western chefs. Mm-hmm. So I want to be a culinary bridge between mm-hmm. Japan and uh, uh, Western mm-hmm. uh, chefs. Well, because they inspire each other by yes. learning. Yes. Right. Yes. So, what kind of programs do you? Yeah, we've been uh, uh, providing all the different kind of prog- um, uh, programs, uh, classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, uh, we had a good lecture of miso, soy sauce, mm-hmm. milling, mm-hmm. or uh, pickling, or the fish cutting in Japanese way, mm-hmm. and and uh, it's for both. Like uh, sometimes. Uh, for professional chefs only, sometimes uh, mainly for end user customers, and sometimes for both mm-hmm. uh, uh, audience. Yes, uh, sushi zen restaurants uh, owner chef uh, Suzuki mm-hmm. Suzuki San has been a master chef mm-hmm. uh, to teach what is the Japanese way of cooking mm-hmm. and what is the Japanese cuisines. Uh, fundamentals. Right. Yeah. So, Mr. Toshi Suzuki, he's been cooking here like 30, 40 years. And uh, then, yes. Right. Yes. So, mm-hmm. I think he knows he everything. Knows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what was the past program? I heard that you had an exchange program. Yes. Uh, we've been sending the American chefs to Japan, mm-hmm. Tokyo and Tokyo, Kyoto, and Ishika Prefecture mm-hmm. to show how Japanese cuisine mm-hmm. and the ingredients are. Uh, Used. Okay, so Ishikawa is, uh, you know, the uh, um, more facing Japan Sea, and it's yes. a beautiful peninsula, yes. and a very unique local yes. cuisine in, culture. In one prefecture, they have everything. They have a, 
uh, peninsula that means um, uh, the seafood is really amazing mm-hmm. and the uh, uh, craft very famous lakaware, mm-hmm. Washima lakaware, uh, Yamanaka lakaware, mm-hmm. and also uh, Kutani uh, ceramics mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Kaga cuisine. Mm-hmm. So, so sending like a, uh, sending the chefs to uh, Kanazawa mm-hmm. and Noto region mm-hmm. is. Uh, uh, it's it's really uh, good, and uh, they have a wonderful sake breweries mm. and and um, uh, soy sauce miso makers mm. and uh, uh, old fashioned traditional way of a sea salt mm. maker. Okay, yes. wow! So just the whole entire experience of yes, Japanese in one region. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm curious who went there for uh, in the past. Um, uh, Chef John George's son Cedric Mongerichten mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, Chef Wiley, Wiley yeah, Wiley, Chef Wiley Dufresne went to Kyoto and Osaka, mm-hmm. Sakai City, but uh, to Kanazawa and Noto. Uh, Chef uh, Chris Mueller from uh, the Bernadine mm-hmm. and um, mm, uh, Chef Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, um, uh, Bursat. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow, sounds like a lot of chefs over A lot of there. chefs, yes. And this time, uh, uh, I am taking four chefs to, uh, to Ishikawa, mm-hmm. uh, Kanazawa. Uh, the four chefs, one uh, chef is uh, uh, Chef Joe from Aronda mm-hmm. restaurant, Italian cuisine. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chef Ben Pollinger from uh, Oceana restaurant. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chef Eric Bates from uh, Star Restaurant Group, mm. and uh, Chef Damien from uh, Denver, Colorado's uh, wow. restaurant. Yes. Great. Wow. Okay. So um, that's amazing, and uh, you know this is a really uh, fun, and it's a very um, educational for myself too. Mm. Uh, traveling to uh, traveling with uh, Western chefs. They are asking me many questions mm. I never thought about. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I can't answer I, because I never really even think about it. Mm. It's, a, it's a, like an air to me right. as Japanese, but for them it's a very strange or curious mm. or interesting. Right. Yeah. That's the whole point of this exchange program. Yes. Right. And uh, this uh, past January, end of January to beginning of February, Ishikawa prefectures, uh, Kanazawa prefectures, Kaiseki restaurants, chefs and owners came mm. to have the uh, same uh, program. Okay. So it's, it's becoming really uh, exchange program. Mm, so it's like a mutual both way. Great. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for joining us today. Sorry, I, I think uh, I wish we had more time. Uh, thank you yeah, very much. So please come back. Yes, thank right. you. So listeners, uh, if you'd like to know more about the Korean, please visit Korean.com. And uh, the Gohan site, it's uh, uh, Gohan, Gohan Society.com. Gohan. Uh, GohanSociety.org. Gohan Society. Gohan okay. Yes. So it's uh, G-O-A-J-N Society.org. Okay. Um, all right. And if you have any questions or comments, please contact us at the heritageradionetwork.org and you can also reach me at takikokatayama.com. Japan Eats is live at 3 p.m. on Mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to 
this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. 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 Listening.